Food Heals Nation, I've got a new wellness hack that I am obsessed with. It's this little device and it's called True Vega. And what it does is stimulates our vagus nerve. And one of the most essential functions of our vagus nerve is to balance our nervous system. It does this by regulating our fight or flight or rest and digest responses within our sympathetic and parasympathetic areas of our nervous system. That is so cool. So when do we use it? We want to use it when we're stressed, when we're feeling that fight or flight, when we can't rest, right? So what you do is you find your pulse on your neck. Then you put your True Vega device on your neck and turn it on until you start feeling the stimulation, okay? Stimulating the vagus nerve with Truvega helps balance and strengthen the nervous system to reduce stress, increase focus, improve your mood, and improve your sleep. Oh, that's my that's my favorite part, and that's the thing I want the most improvement on all of the time. Truvega is owned by Electrocore, and it uses its patented technology for overall health and wellness benefits. And so it's just two minutes long, and you can do it in the morning, and you can do it in the evening. And yeah, it's a great health hack to add to your wellness routine. Truvega comes programmed with 350 sessions. So if you use it twice a day, that's about six months. I love that it has no wires or charging docks or anything like that that I'm going to lose. It just comes with the sessions that you need. They do offer free shipping and payment plan options plus a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you're ready to stimulate your vagus nerve, visit truvega.com, that's T-R-U-V-A-G-A.com, enter the promo code FOODHEALS so you can enhance your wellness journey, add another healing tool to your healing toolbox, and receive $15 off. That's T-R-U-V-A-G-A.com, promo code FOODHEALS at checkout. Enjoy. Y'all, oh my God, Food Heals Nation, I just got the softest sheets and pajama set from Cozy Earth, and I had to go and get you a discount code too, so that you could experience the coziness as well. You can visit CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS, and you'll get an exclusive 35% off. So Cozy Earth, it's like your one-stop shop for what they call the luxury she deserves. So listen up, guys because this could make a great gift for that special someone, your girlfriend, your wife, the mother in your life. And don't forget, Mother's Day will be here before we know it. So get a gift for the mom or moms. Here's a nice little gift you could ask for. Anyways, let's start with the sheets to transform your sleep. The coolest thing about Cozy Earth Bedding is that it is temperature regulating. So you stay cool, which is so important when you're sleeping. Plus they are just so soft. It feels like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Plus I love the cozy earth quality and longevity promise. All products come with a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty. So incorporating cozy earth products into your self-care routine can enhance your sleep quality and just overall wellness. So Again, this is the luxury you deserve. You can treat yourself to the ultimate in comfort and indulgence with Cozy Earth bedding and sleepwear and prioritize your self-care and sleep health. And while you're at it, don't forget to check out the Bamboo Pajama Set. It was awarded Oprah's Favorite Things in 2019, so you know it's good. I love the softness and breathability of the fabric, and it has these really great side pockets. And don't forget that by supporting our sponsors, you support this show. Head over to CozyEarth.com, use the promo code FOODHEALS for an exclusive 35% off, and go get your mom the luxury she deserves on Mother's Day at CozyEarth.com with promo code FOODHEALS. Food Heals Podcast, episode 175. If you really want to create a dedicated audience quickly, then you need to be doing a ton of content every single day. Just whatever you are, stick to it, double down on it, embrace it, all the flaws, everything, just embrace it. That is what makes you relatable. That's what makes you endearing. That's what makes people have a soft spot. And I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. And, and here's the thing, that never ends. Like no matter what level we're at right. of prosperity or notoriety or growing our brands, we never know, right? It, it, and that's just trusting and having the courage and the faith to keep going. And I think that's an intrinsic part of, the, of this journey of abundance and entrepreneurship and branching out on our own following our dream. You well, have to the- trust. 
Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you've experienced any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet a Kardashian immediately. All right, welcome Food Heals Nation. I'm Allison Melody and welcome to episode four of our four-part Wellness Warrior series where I'm roundtabling with some of my favorite plant-powered people like creator of her own brand, Eco Vegan Gal, creator of the membership site, Eco Vegan Pal, Creative Wealth Online Course, the sponsorship strategy system, which I've taken and I loved. You've got a lot, Whitney. I'm sure I'm missing something, but welcome, Whitney Lauritsen. Why, thank you very much. You're welcome very much. And we've also got the creator of My Healthy Hustle. It's a simple lifestyle transformation program that shows you how to bring more balance into your busy life and helps you overcome your biggest roadblocks around making healthier choices. Welcome, Jason Robel. <gasps> Hello, dear. I bet it necklace works. You didn't know that? I thought it was decorative. Oh. You've never seen him play as my oh. ne- my my mini harmonica. I love oh, it. Oh yeah, girl, music comes with me wherever I go. Okay, you win this round of introductions, unless Nicole, you can beat it. <laughs> Nicole is a commercial and film actress, a vegan chef, creator of I Vegan You, and the chef behind some of the most popular pop up dinners and brunches in LA. Welcome, Nicole Dersway. I can't top the. I know I can't top that. That was pretty good. That was a really good trombone. That was a great trombone. We all should have had like musical openings. Next time, let me know. We'll plan it. We'll plan it. I've got a piano. I'll bring it up. I can get my tambourine on. Get yourself a whistle. I think you look really cool playing a tambourine. I feel so cool when I have something to just shake around. Everyone likes to You shake. got that booty you can shake around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little clapping. Okay. So that's its own instrument. Yeah. <laughs> well, this goes right into our topic, how to create an abundant life and business, doing what you love. And if you love to shake, hey, there's probably a profession in it, right, guys? Uh, sure. Definitely, oh, yeah, there definitely yeah, are some. Money, actually. <laughs> sure. Yeah. If you want to sure. twerk, if you want to play your necklace harmonica, there's something for you. I mean, we have YouTube now. You can do anything, people. Mm-hmm. But I want to open with one of my favorite quotes, and I have a lot of favorite quotes. This is just one of them about business, but it's by Marie Forleo, and she says, there has never been and will never be another you. You have a purpose, a very special gift that only you can bring to the world. No other person ever has or ever will have the unique blend of talents, strengths, and perspective that you have. And I think that's important whether you're trying to build a business around doing what you love or whether you're just trying to incorporate doing what you love into your life every day in order to live to 100, if you want to talk about our last episode, or just in order to thrive. And so I think that the more we recognize that we are unique and there is no competition, and everyone that put that into your head when you were a kid or as a you know adult, that was BS, absolute garbage. We are all unique. And so what do we have to offer the world? And so discovering that is an adventure and it's fun and it's exciting. And then once you discover it, you can harness it to live your best life. And so that's what we're talking about today. So I just want to go around and ask everyone, like, what is your business and how are you doing what you love in your life every day? We'll start with Whitney. She was one of my original mentors like two years ago and I took her sponsorship strategy system and she's taught me so much about like how to do what you love every day and create a business and an income around it. So that is a huge part of my income is teaching other people how to do what they love in their life. So I have a whole brand called Creative Wealth which is the umbrella over which I have courses, uh, online community, training videos, 
and what else is in there? <laughs> there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot that I do under Creative Wealth, and the mission of it is to help people that are content creators or small business owners who are doing things in the wellness world to spread wellness, to help educate people about how to live healthier lives and harmony with the environment and everybody that lives on the planet. It's just a deep, deep passion of mine to educate people. So I do coaching, I do group coaching, one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have an online membership community where you can participate in group calls and forums and meet other people and get trainings. And I also have a course all about this. And uh, it's just like my pride and joy right now. But that actually stemmed out of my first business or my first like big business, I should say, Eco Vegan Gal, which is all about content creation. So what I teach now is based on almost 10 years of experience with Eco Vegan Gal, creating content to help people learn about veganism, learn how to be more eco-friendly, take better care of themselves and the planet. And that is based in doing a lot of video content, social media content, a little bit of written content. And I found many different ways to monetize it. In fact, I just taught a course called 30 Ways to Make Money as a Content Creator. And it was so exciting for me because a lot of people don't realize how many different monetization methods there are out there. Mm -hmm. In fact, the course even went over 30 ways. I ended up talking about 37 different ways to make money because there's just so many different things that you can do online. So as Allison was saying, with YouTube now, you know, you can make videos about everything. <laughs> yeah. And what's really great about YouTube and other video platforms is that they can also be this incredible form of revenue for yourself. So you can really share your passion with the world and generate money from it. So instead of working a job that you hate and making income in a way that is just like getting by and, and you're kind of Everything revolves around your career is what I'm trying to say. I like to think about it the other way where your career revolves around your life so that your career is complementary to the things that you love, your deepest passions, and your purpose in this world. And it's really exciting to be on this podcast with everyone here because we're all doing that. Yeah. So it's just thrilling to see other people dedicating their whole lives to this and supporting themselves financially. And I really, really resonate with what you do. And I remember back when I first decided to take your course, it was because of something that I now know is a business term, but people spend money and learn from people and buy from people who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And why would someone like me know, like, and trust you? Well, first of all, well, I heard about you from Jason originally because I had interviewed Jason um, for my film. And so I had a connect. I had someone say, like, this girl is amazing. Then I had to check you out online, right, where I saw, oh, my God, she's doing something that I want to be doing. So why would I sit there and go, I don't know how to do this. I'm going to reinvent the wheel and figure it out when I could learn from someone who was already in the wellness sphere doing something that I also wanted to be doing. I didn't know you personally yet at this time, but I started to get to know you, like you from your videos and what you were doing and trust you. And that's so important, Food Heals Nation, when you are looking for a mentor or for someone to trust. If you look at Whitney, she didn't start teaching people how to create a business until she had already created one. And what makes me sick is the amount of people out there who are teaching people how to make money on how to make money, right? <laughs> they literally, that's how they make money, is teaching people how to make money. Well, the only way they learned how to do that was by teaching other people how to make money. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> that's a pyramid scheme to me. And yeah. you guys are laughing, but it's true, right? Yeah, it's really and true. And you see the Facebook ads, you see the people in the nice cars and telling you, oh, you've never seen anything like this before and you can all make uh, money by, you know, and there's a lot of like what are they called, MLMs, and I'm not saying they're all horrible, but there's a lot of horrible ones. A lot of the multi-level marketing that are just pyramid schemes and people are like, oh, I have a BMW because of my MLM. You know how rare that is? That is so fucking rare. <laughs> so don't listen to those people that you just find on Facebook or on YouTube. Follow someone for a period of time. Get to know their online presence. Realize if you like them, if you resonate with them, and then if they offer a course, you learn from them. And that's what I did, and I think that's so important. Not only with Whitney, I've done that with Gabby Bernstein. I've done that with John Lee Dumas. I followed them. They offered something, and I took that chance. I spent that money to learn from the best, and that's how I built my business is learning from other people who have done things similar to what I'm trying to do. So I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. And I think that's also a great point, too, is that 
in order to really start making an income and a difference in people's lives, you have to build trust with them yeah. first, you know, and this is true of no matter what you're doing is it takes time to develop your brand. It takes time to create trust with people. And it's true that people are not going to buy from you if they don't trust you, if they don't like you, if they don't see evidence of what you're talking about. So you really have to be committed to something, especially if we're talking about content creation. It really takes a minimum on average of six to 12 months minimum to really start to build a, a great foundation with your audience. And it's possible to build that a lot faster. People certainly have. John Lee Dumas is a great example yes. of somebody who got very dedicated to creating podcasts daily, yeah. but he also is at hyperspeed. It's very, it all depends on how often you release content, right? If you really want to create a dedicated audience quickly, then you need to be doing a ton of content every single day, like John Lee Dumas does. Whereas the average content creator is probably doing content anywhere from one to three times a week. And so it's going to take you several months to build that. But my point being is if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're saying, I have a passion, I want to share content online is be prepared for the long haul because it's, it's rare that things happen overnight. They can, but it's rare. And it's rare that you're going to go viral. It's possible, but don't depend on it. Is really say to yourself, what can I be doing for years? And what is my plan? What is my goal with that? And if your goal is to make money doing what you love, then you have to start setting yourself up and be prepared for it to take some time. Yeah. You know, I've been in this business for almost 10 years, and there's a lot of theories out there that 10 years is what it takes to really start to create an impact, <laughs> which, you know, it's, it's changing a lot. I think right now with the internet, that theory was based off of more different types of businesses, more traditional before the digital age took off. But I've also seen a lot of the people that I admire are the ones that have been in their careers for about 10 years. You look at someone named John, Gabby Burns and John Lee Dumas, not so much. He's, he's a good example of someone that is hyperspeed. Yeah. But you look at Gabrielle Bernstein, you look at, I, I also love Chris Carr. Yeah. One of my favorite business mentors is Brendan Burchard. He's been doing yeah. this for 20 years. Wow. And that's where why he's so trustworthy and knowledgeable because he's been doing it for so long. Tony Robbins, like how many years? Like, like 30 years or something crazy like yeah. that? Like these people are, Oprah, you know, on and on. All these big examples are people that have been committed to that process Commitment. and their passion yeah. and have built that trust that you're talking about and have shown that they're in it to win it, you know? And so right now there's this kind of myth with social media because you can see people build up these followings really fast. But something that Jason's nodding his head here because we see this a lot in the Los Angeles world, the health fitness world, we see a lot of really big content creators. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are creating an income from it and yeah. have something sustainable yeah. or even really know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. I really want to talk about that. Actually, yeah. I think that's a really important topic to bring up because there's so many there, like I was saying earlier, there's all these gurus, make your passion your paycheck. And you know what? You absolutely can. But you can also listen to a lot of garbage and then not be able to do it and go, well, this doesn't work. It's about being smart about it and learning from the best. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing that you bring to the table that's really important. And I want I want to go around before we get too deep into it, because I know there's a lot that we all want to talk about. And um, Nicole, tell us about your business and how you do what you love every day. So I'm a vegan chef. I host pop-ups. Uh, YouTube person. The best pop-ups in LA. Yeah, <laughs> they're fantastic. Thank Seriously. you. Um, yeah, and then I'm a, and a YouTube host personality. I make income a bunch of different ways because of that, but it's like all in that hub. Um, some acting, too. Uh, um, can we Ruby Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's hear the rap, please. Ruby Tuesday. I made I made her do it on another podcast, so Food Heals Nation might remember. Guys, I might be getting rusty. <laughs> one, one verse, just it's bigger, it's better. Spinach, cukes, and feta. You want some beets and cheddar, or maybe kale instead? Of... <laughs> that is fire. 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 So, funny. so, so tell people what so that good. what that is if I they have no that. context. Oh uh, yeah, at the start of the year. Um, this restaurant chain, Ruby Tuesdays, was uh, promoting their healthy options, and they were launching a garden bar um, with all these, like, fresh vegetables and stuff. So I did the hip-hop rap song for that ad campaign. I'm sure you could speak to this, too. Uh, acting doesn't happen overnight for most people. So how long no. have you been, been pursuing that, and how long yeah. does it take to nail a, com a big commercial like that? It takes a long time, guys. And, like, I was such a different person 
person. Yeah, when I left Orange County to come to LA to be an actress, I told my best girlfriends that were all working at different cosmetic counters with me at the time. I was at the MAC counter. I had my best friend Katie at the Chanel counter. (laughs) We had a friend that was, you know, working at Yves Saint Laurent. And I was like, you girls, I'll be back in a year. I'll call you. You come up to the rooftop. The helicopter's going to pick you up. We're going to go to the island. Like, I just (laughs) thought, like, I thought I was going to be, like, wealthy af like in six (laughs) months uh and that kind of tenacity is amazing and i still hold on to that but i've learned the value of like really persevering and being persistent and going after a goal and not taking no for an answer and finding an alternate route it's been really a great journey but one thing that i've taken over from the acting world into this kind of food journey that I've been on is just really doubling down on your special sauce. Like that Mm. one thing about you that is so unique to you, the thing that you probably got made fun of for in junior high and Mm. high school and like just owning it. And people love you being true to you. And that has really attracted like a following is like just whatever you are, stick to it, double down on it, embrace it, all the flaws, everything, just embrace it. That is what makes you relatable. That's what makes you endearing. That's what makes people have a soft spot in your heart. Like if I tried to pretend like I was perfect and hide the fact that I don't know how to spell because I'm probably uh, (laughs) undiagnosed uh, dyslexic and hide the fact that I have narcolepsy, uh, you know, fall asleep at the drop of a half. Like if I try to hide those things. Or hide your red hair. Hide my red hair or the fact that like I always mispronounce things. Like I, I mispronounce all the time. I have instead highlighted my flaws it makes me relatable yes it means we all can have a laugh and that we don't have to be so perfect and then people want to do business with someone like that because it's like I can breathe around her I don't have to be Mm -hmm. so perfect or like she's so lovable and relatable but honest too like if you're trying so hard to hide so many elements of yourself there's a dishonesty with that you know even if you're just like shy about it it just reads as dishonest and we just talked about how business with someone they know, like, and trust. So that level of vulnerability really, really builds trust, I think. And we're in a time where that's very embraced, especially on social media right now. It's like, you go on Facebook, and I feel like most videos that are thriving on Facebook are sharing these stories about unique individuals and experiences and relatable things. It's highlighting the worst things in the world, and it's highlighting the the quirky things in the world and it's like we don't it's not about perfection is my point it's actually rare that you see stuff on Facebook which is like the ultimate place for you know viral videos in this moment (laughs) what is going viral is like weird stuff happening or like sad stuff it's not like always happy or always perfect it's like this is the reality of what's happening and so you might as well be real with yourself And in addition to feeling good, because you're not trying to be something that you're not, it's also happens to be a really great way to get exposure. Yeah. And it's good therapy. You know, when you put something authentic online, and this was hard for me for a long time before I started the podcast and started just telling my truth and being like, you know what? I was depressed. This shit happened to me, like blah, blah, blah. Until I started putting that out there, like I had this idea that I had to exude this perfectionism of I am the perfect video producer. I am the perfect health connoisseur, like all these things that were all bullshit. But that's Mm -hmm. what I thought. When I wrote my blog post, I was not that I wasn't honest, but I wrote them like an article news writer. I didn't write them from a place of experience. And guess what? It fucking failed. Yeah. Excuse my French. But it was until I realized that I had to be 100% myself, flaws and all. Yes. You know, trauma and all. And be honest about that, that I actually started to make a difference in the world and started to have fans and followers by starting the fucking podcast. You know what I mean? Like, before Ah. that, I'm, like, just trying to be something I'm not and trying to be, like, the beacon of health. Because I had shame around anything that wasn't perfect about myself. Because I was like, well, I'm holistic health. And so, therefore, I can't get sick. I can't be fat. Like, you know, things like that. I have to be perfect. And that's all bullshit. Yeah. And yeah. now we, when I tell the truth about that, it's like, I'm doing my best. We can all do our best. Here's a bunch of things to help you that helped me. 
and let's all grow together. Mm-hmm. And you're, that's authentic. And you're seeing this a lot on Instagram too, speaking of social media, is right now there is a huge trend on Instagram right now of people showing perfect photos with like behind the scenes photos side by side. Have you mm-hmm. guys seen yeah. these yet? Yeah. So on Instagram it's like the the perfect model photo, like a girl showing off, you know, how perfect her body is. And then next to it there's a picture of her relaxed and not posing. And her body looks completely different. And it's kind of this trend right now of people revealing the reality of things. And I honestly love seeing that. When I see a girl that looks perfect, my immediate response is like, I feel a little bit envious. I feel I get into the comparison trap and start wondering why I don't look like that. And then, you know, I there all these emotions come up that don't feel good. Yeah. When I see women, especially speaking as a woman, and I, I would say this is true when I see men doing this as well, is when people are being vulnerable and just being like, this is what I look like. I'm not Photoshopped. I'm not posing. Right. I'm not sucking in my stomach. I'm not getting breast implants, like all of these things. Those are the people I'm like hitting the like button for and those are the people that I'm following and excited about and I feel drawn to them and I want to support them. And I think that that energy is building big time on Instagram. And like I said, you're seeing that on Facebook too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that just, it it gives people permission to show their real selves. And so we should all embrace that because it's a really big shift that's happening right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think to piggyback on that, what I think is going on is, is you know, you can you can kind of like look at whatever you define as successful. Oh, this person in my field has 2 million followers. Maybe I should just do what they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's this tendency to want to like cop other people's brand or their style or do what. And we see this a lot in our field. Like, oh, their photo reminds me of blah, blah, blah. But I think, re, you know, real lasting sustainable success comes from you know, as Nicole said, the secret sauce is like, if you go into the forest, I'm going to just cop Joseph Campbell for a second, one of my favorite authors. Like you go into the forest and there's a path. It's not your path. It's someone else's path. Someone else carved that through the woods. You need to enter the forest at the darkest point where there is no path. Mm. It's like literally to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing is actually more authentic, I think, than people who are like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Bullshit. You you do not. You do not know. We're all just like legit. My opinion of life. We are all just making it up as we go. Whenever I talk to like my mom, I talk to my mom. Like, did you know what you were doing as a mom? She's like, of course I didn't know. I was making it up. (laughs) And literally, when I've talked to like incredibly successful business people, if they're honest about it, they're like, yeah, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. They were so, going with their gut. so for me, I naturally, as Whitney said, gravitate toward people that are like, you know what? They're okay being fools, literally. Like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I have a passion. My heart's in this. This is who I am. And if I stumble, I know there's going to be some treasure there. Like, we, we, we can't be afraid. And I don't even want to use the word fail, but we can't be afraid to stumble because mm-hmm. we will. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, cool, I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> and if I can find the gold in it and find the joy in it, then I'm going to grow. And... What's interesting, too, is that there's for a while been this big trend of people seeing other people being successful and then kind of copying them. It's like you see it with Instagram models right now. They all kind of look the same. They're all doing their makeup the same. And this is a big generalization, but I'll just go with it. Is they're doing their makeup similarly to one another. They're wearing similar clothes. They're doing similar poses. They have similar colors, similar backgrounds. You see this in food, too. There's a huge trend in food where now everybody is doing the overhead shots of the food or everybody has the same white backgrounds or, you know, people are using the same colors and all of that stuff. And so it's formulaic in a way. And I think actually for business, it is helpful to see what other people are doing. And it is helpful to see who's successful and figure out what is working for them. But then the secret sauce, as we keep saying, is who you are because nobody can replicate that. And you see the most successful people are incredibly unique. And when you look up to them, you go, I can't do that because that is them. I can do something similar, but I have to do it in my own way. That makes you stand out. That reduces any of this idea of competition because people are attracted to who you are as an individual. And I feel like it's much more attractive when you share your unique real qualities than when you try to copy what everybody else is doing because then you're just in this sea of similar people. You don't stand out. Why is somebody going to follow you or buy something from you when they could do it from a hundred or thousands of other people that are just like you? It actually works to your disadvantage. And so that's why it's harder to be your unique self 
and it's easier to copy other people and try to be similar, but the, the rewards are really in being yourself. I agree. And I know um, Gary V, someone that I think we all follow, says no matter what you do, your job is to tell your story. And what that means to me is just like Nicole said, like being honest about her narcolepsy and I'm honest about my trauma. And I know Whitney and Jason are honest about what they've gone through and what they've built. And it's like the more honest that we are and the more our story is our way to heal ourselves and heal others. So my trauma, I had to heal. I'm still healing every day. And then that also, where I'm at, there's someone behind me who's healing that needs my story and my help to heal them. And so as a business person, I use that in business. As a human being, I use that. How can I help my friends and family who are in a place where I've been and then give them my story? And then that inspires them to take the next step, whatever it may be. No one's story is the same. No one's going to do exactly what I did, whether it's in health or business or what have you or life. But the point is, is that I inspire them a little bit. Someone else's story inspires them a little bit. So our jobs are to be authentically ourselves, tell our stories, whether it's with our families, with our friends or in our business. And Jason, you haven't gotten a chance to talk about what you do and how you live your entrepreneurial life. So let's get a little background on you. I am most well known as a vegan chef and nutrition edutainer. Edutainer, yes. What I didn't say in your bio is that um, you can frequently be seen at places like the Comedy Store. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. I do like to do the stand-up. I'd like to edutate. Yes. Edutain. You know, I really have gotten into, you know, branching out from food this year in a big way because... Food is always going to be something I am passionate about and is very important for healing. But I I know that nourishment, in my opinion, comes in many other forms. Mm -hmm. It's how we move our bodies. It's our thoughts. It's our belief systems. It's our spirituality. It's our relationships. So I, I, I suppose I'm more of like a lifestyle enthusiast and coach now where, yes, food is in there. But I also want to talk about all these other subjects that have great value. And, you know, for me, a big shift this year was defining I guess my life mission for myself like kind of like businesses have a mission statement Mm -hmm. and for me it's it's doing whatever I can to reduce suffering and increase joy on this planet oh beautiful so food is a part of that great if comedy is a part of that great if coaching is a part of that great if whatever whatever falls under that umbrella of that mission I'm going to do yeah um you know for me it was it was a long process of trusting that I could let go of the old life that I had and do this full time, you know, because I, I, after I graduated college, I was working in the advertising and marketing field for many, many years. I was working as a copywriter, a marketing director, and I fucking hated it. (laughs) I did. I, 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 I hated it because I, let me, let me be more honest. I liked the fact that I was being creative, but the things I was being creative for didn't fill my heart with joy. You know what I mean? It was like, cool, I'm like writing all this amazing national ad copy for this spot about sport utility vehicles like that because the world needs more like SUVs that get 10 miles to the gallon, right? Like nothing wrong with that if you own an SUV on the other end of this viewer, but there are more fuel efficient choices. My point is this, like it took me a long time to build not only the technical skill to be able to build a brand that would make me a sustainable living that I could leave the nine to five, but there, there is a moment for everybody and maybe you both can relate like there's like a chasm between where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. And you need to jump. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people in this world, they don't make that jump because they're scared shitless. And I understand because you got your benefits, you got your consistent paycheck, you have a family. But it's like you're either going to choose, we go back to what, three episodes ago, love or fear. And at a certain point, it's like, do you trust yourself? Do you trust that life has your back? The universe has your back? Because there was a moment where I, you know, I had to jump across that chasm and it was like, I'm leaving the steady paycheck behind. I'm leaving all these benefits. I'm leaving the free cell phone and the blah, 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 and the gym membership and all the other shit that's free. And I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, and here's the thing that never ends. Like no matter what level we're at of prosperity or notoriety or growing our brands, we never know. Right. And that's just trusting and having the courage and the faith to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's an intrinsic part of the of this journey of abundance and entrepreneurship and branching out on our own, following our dream. You well, have so to trust. The truth is, is that when you work for somebody else, there's always going to be a ceiling to that. There's only so high that you can get, so much money that you can make, so much success you can have. When you work for yourself and you're following your passion and building this 
career, brand, whatever you're working on, the sky's the limit. I yeah. mean, you can keep going up and up and up. And the trade-off is that you don't know exactly when that's going to happen and what's that, what that's going to look like. But it's actually very exciting. Somebody asked me the other day, she said, is it stressful working for yourself and not knowing where income is going to come from? And I said, yeah, it can absolutely be stressful, but so can a job. Yeah. And also, you know, either scenario is going to be stressful at a certain time. And so I would rather be stressed but love what I'm doing. And so the stress is coming from a place of like reward and, 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 kind and of excitement. excitement. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Versus when I was working another job for somebody else, like your kind of average nine to five job, which I did for many years, I was still stressed out, but I was stressed out and unhappy and unfulfilled. And so if the stress is going to be there regardless, then I might as well choose something that brings me a lot of joy and rewards. And also stress is a choice. So when we're talking about attitude and, and some of these episodes, it's like, you you can choose to be stressed and you can choose not to be in many mm. cases, especially emotional stress, maybe not as much with physical stress, but it's all interconnected at the end of the day. Sure. And you can choose, as Jason just said, to have fear or you can choose to, to trust. And a, a lot of the biggest rewards in our life come from trusting. Yeah. And if you believe in a universal energy, which I think many of the Food Heals listeners do, because I know Allison does, (laughs) is that the universe does have your back, as Gabby Bernstein would say, and that the universe responds to you. And so if you surround yourself with positivity, if you wake up each morning and say, I'm doing this because I'm loving this, I'm choosing this, I trust that the things I want are going to happen, you can co-create with the universe and make everything happen. And if it doesn't happen, it probably wasn't meant to happen anyway. So you can start to let go of a lot of that stress. But my big point is that it's not easy no matter what. And I remember worrying about money, even when I had a full-time job. And and now I'm like, I look back and I'm like, what was I so worried about? (laughs) But you know what? My big realization was that my money worries have nothing to do with how much money I'm making. Right. Those money issues are things that I have to work through, and, and most people do too. One, you know, As Jason was saying, a lot of the reason people don't choose to work for themselves to leave a job is this fear of not having financial stability. Yeah. But most of the money challenges that anybody has are completely independent of how much money they're making and where it's coming from. They are usually buried emotions that we all need to address if we want to thrive. And so to me, it was like a huge realization to be like, I've always had a concern about money, Mm -hmm. regardless of my circumstances. So I can change my circumstances. I'll probably still worry about money until I resolve that within myself. And that's just saying to me, it doesn't matter where the money is coming from and when. Uh, Just a a brief comment. There was an interview with Oprah, uh, J.K. Rowling. Mm-hmm. did an interview with Oprah years ago and she was asking her about, you know, this incredible success of Harry Potter and, and the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars J.K. Rowling has. And to paraphrase, I remember her saying something like, I'm still terrified I'm going to lose it all. Yep. Right. Like here's a person who has maybe even bill. I can't remember hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. Like yep. you're good, but there's still this mechanism in you of I'm scared shitless. I'm going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And hadn't her book been turned down? I don't know how many times, but so astronomically amount of times until it wasn't well and there's there's persistence and determination yeah is like is like kind of like nicole what you said of of this thing of like i'm gonna go to la in six months i'm gonna have my own helicopter (laughs) right (laughs) and 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 we we come in though with this boldness and that kind of boldness and dreaming big absolutely will serve us our entire lives and we know that trust persistence determination and just grit like i feel like i feel like grit yes is an undervalued thing of just like i'm just gonna like do this thing and Mm -hmm. be unstoppable because the the reality is we like life's gonna throw us a lot of challenges no way are you serious what do you mean (laughs) but it's like what gets us through it's like trust grit persistence determination because i i know in those moments when it was like this thing this uh, this thing's going to happen. I don't know how or when. Yeah. But it's going to happen and I'm committed AF to this thing, right? It's like to me it's like it's training muscles. Like it's training our mental muscles, it's training our heart muscles. 
Um, and as Whitney said, it's undoing a lot of conditioning we grew up with. Yes. These are genetic things. Yep. Like I look Societal. at soci- familial things like part of this journey of, of being abundant, being entrepreneurs, being creatives, being artists is, yeah, creating, but we're unraveling shit all the time. Yes. Like it's constant. Yep. It's yep. constant. And one of the biggest mistakes I feel that people are making, and I'm totally have been guilty of this, but is deciding I must create this by a certain time. And that's Mm. having an attachment to the outcome. And what we have to do is have the confidence that Nicole has of the private jet in six months, but not be attached to the six months. Yes. Nicole's going to have her private jet. Legit. But if you have attachment to the six months, then you go, well, I'm a failure and therefore uh, this isn't working. And thank God Nicole didn't do that because she's smarter (laughs) than that. But the point (laughs) is, is that's what uh, humans do because we have these egos that have to protect us and have to put us on our place and keep us safe. And just like you were talking about Gabby Bernstein, like the universe doesn't have our back, so we have to control everything. Well, the universe does have your back. So the more you are able to let go, you can still have your to-do list and let go of control. That's one of the biggest things I learned from Gabby because here I am, type A, I have to get everything done. I have to cross everything off the list to feel satisfied and successful. Well, I can be busy as fuck and I'm not a millionaire yet. So what am I doing wrong, right? (laughs) I'm keeping busy. And so part of my problem and my, you know, come to Jesus moment, whatever you want to call it, you know, coming back to the self and going... Okay, what are my goals? Plan on them being achieved, believing that they can happen, and then leaving it up to the universe. Now, that doesn't mean I sit back and watch Netflix. Right. It means I keep on my path yes. and I keep working towards it, but I cannot have something that is time-bound because time is a, is, is a concept that we have created as humans. Yeah. Therefore, if we stick to this must happen in six months, Guaranteed, in most cases, probably like 90%. I can't quantify this in any measurable manner. But you're going to then be a failure in your own head because you didn't make it in those six months or whatever. So it's putting it out there. These are the goals I'm going to accomplish. These are my passions. This is what I want. The universe will conspire to meet you. The universe will have your back. But when you put those time constraints or any other kind of monetary constraints on it, if I haven't made a million dollars by the time, I've heard people say this, by the time I'm 30, I'm a failure. Well, mm-hmm. fuck. I yeah. mean, excuse yeah. my French. Many people have done it. Many people, most people haven't. Okay. <laughs> if you make it by 31, you're success in my mind. Yeah. And so it's just about like, okay, have those dreams. Never give up on those dreams. If negativity comes in or scarcity mentality or fear comes in be with it and then let that shit go and go right back into that positive mentality it will come if we are persistent it's the law exactly yes and i think that's exactly what i was going to say too is that if you give up universe is basically saying you didn't want it badly enough you know so you have to stick through it even through the hard times you look at most successful people they have worked through enormous challenges they have overcome obstacles they have been faced with rejection the great majority of the most successful people on this planet have been rejected a lot and they kept going anyways you look at most of the stories behind their lives and it is full of rejection it is full of failures in fact that's the other thing too is so many people are afraid to fail we were talking about perfection yeah people are afraid to share their you know, the failures in their life, but those define you and your character. And they also make you more human, which we, we all are. And sometimes (laughs) we don't want to admit, but, but if you just give up because something didn't work out the first time, how meaningful is it to you? And, and why do you deserve success if something's not worth pushing through those challenges? Two things that I want to add to that beautiful statement is like, one thing that I'm getting better at, I'm, I'm not mastered this at all, is is focusing on the process and who I am being with the thing I'm creating rather than the outcome, right? Because mm-hmm. like my whole thing was when I released my book, it was like, it has to be a number one New York Times bestseller. Or it's just mm-hmm. dog shit. Or like the TV show, I have to win an Emmy. Like this is stuff I would say to myself. Mm-hmm. If I don't win an Emmy for this show, it's not worth anything. If I don't hit number one on the New York Times, this is just shit. It's three years of my life. To, like, so there, there, there's me focusing and we all like the outcome is what matters. If I don't make a million dollars from this, then it's not worth it. Yeah. But we're ignoring the fact of 
the person that we are evolving into and growing into through the process of creating the thing. So like, I think, I think a way to, you know, remedy this is like, how can I focus on enjoying the process and turning the outcome over to life, universe, God, whatever, because we have no control over the outcome. Right. Ultimately, we just don't, you know, it's like, you know, like I'm going to give love, I'm going to give intention, I'm going to give creativity, I'm going to give this thing, everything I've got, but we literally have no idea what's going to happen with it. And, you know, the other thing too, is I think success metrics, like you mentioned, like this whole thing of, I need to hit this thing by 31. Um, there's an author out there called Mark Manson. He has this great book called um, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yes. It's a phenomenal read. He talks about uh, examples of these success metrics that can bolster us or tear us down. And one of the great examples he gives was uh, the band Metallica. We all know Metallica, right? Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest heavy metal band of all time. The original guitarist was this guy, Dave Mustaine. He gets kicked out of the band and then Metallica becomes Metallica, right? right? So he starts this other band called Megadeth. And his goal was to sell more albums and be bigger and richer than Metallica. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? He ends up being a millionaire, sells a crap ton of records, has fancy cars, tours, the whole thing. Like He's a very famous rock musician, but he didn't sell 500 million albums, and he never got as big as Metallica. So guess what? He ended up being depressed and sad and hated his life because his success metric was, I need to be the biggest heavy metal band in the world and be bigger than Metallica. Here's a millionaire with success and touring the world and all these gold albums, but he couldn't appreciate it. And that's true of so many people too, as you see huge celebrities, we see unfortunate suicides happening all the time Mm -hmm. from incredibly well-known successful people. Being successful does not equal happiness. And I think that also ties Mm -hmm. back into this is you have to do something that you love and you want to continue doing. And again, not being attached to the outcome because the outcome is what leads to all of this misery that people experience no matter how great they become just like i was saying before money does not equal stability you can have tons of money but if you internally do not feel secure safe that's going to linger and it's never going to go away no matter how much money that you have so it really comes down to the emotional side of this and i think that's one of the biggest keys to success and like someone i know that has a lot of money who i'm not going to name they have (laughs) more money more problems because the bigger they get they have lawsuits that Mm -hmm. threaten everything that they have you know things like that where um it was a trademark issue where someone's coming after them for a trademark and their whole business is based on one word that this other company says they own and that lawsuit threatens to take away everything and so it doesn't matter how much money you have exactly like you're saying right it's this mindset of abundance yeah and it's this i have abundance no matter what no matter what's happening externally and, and you're dependent on the happiness versus yeah. the outcome of it, right? Yeah. So it's the that mindset of not just being abundant financially, but being abundant in happiness as well. Yeah. One of the best quotes like I heard years ago was, um, abundance is consciously receiving that which has already been given to you. Oh, I love it. So like, you know, I'll be in the shower and like really feel like the clean, like the clean water on my body. And I just think to myself, there are millions and millions and millions of people on this planet who do not have the luxury or the opportunity to bathe themselves in clean water every day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like, like I have clean water to bathe in every day. Roof over my head. Yes. Food on the table. Friends who love me. Great companionship. The opportunity to, like, go on and on down the list. But it's like, we get this we get this um, amnesia in, in our culture because it's like, duh, you got to get the Maserati, brah. Right. You got to get the mansion, yo. You got to get them new kicks. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that, but... But fooling ourselves into thinking the next person, the next house, the next watch, the next car, the next whatever is going to be the thing, we're, we're, we're chasing the wrong things, yeah. I think. Those things are a natural result of the abundant mindset, mm-hmm. right? It's like yeah. Russell Simmons talks about this. He's like, you know, I'm not chasing the stuff. Like, so be it. The stuff comes as a result of being yourself, giving yes. your gift, being of service to the planet, yeah. and being relentless. Like, that stuff will come. But don't do it because of the Rolls Royce. Right. Because then the Rolls Royce ain't going to be enough. Then you need the Bugatti. Right. (laughs) Then you you need to borrow Nicole's jet. You know, it's like (laughs) it never ends. (laughs) I, uh, when I was struggling for a while, and in retrospect, the biggest lesson that I took away um, was just I had to learn self-love and that I actually deserved all those nice things. Mm. Because as much as I was going after, you know, a certain amount of abundance that I wanted to reflect itself financially 
I didn't really think I deserved it, which is so so crazy. And, you know, sometimes you need to step to the side in order to move forward. So it wasn't even my energy being focused on my business so much. It was taking the focus on myself and healing myself and loving myself. Mm -hmm. And this kind of flow, like, came to me. You know, I I started attracting it by not focusing on it in a way. Like, you know, I'm open to it. My intention was clear, but I had a lot of work to do internally over here in this lane. The more I healed, I just, I did just start attracting different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, because so much of our success is also dependent on other people. Yeah. And energetically, if you are in a positive mindset, you will attract people that yeah. want to be around you. Yeah. Because other people want to be around happy people, yeah. successful people, talented people, real mm-hmm. people. All these things that we've been talking about today really play a big impact in your success because most of our success is all about how many people are buying from us, how many people are liking us, how many people are hiring us. Like all of these different opportunities we get come from others. So yeah. it energetically, if we tune ourselves and take good care of ourselves, self-love, that just naturally attracts all of these great opportunities. Yeah, and it, cha- it changes the energy. Another thing I was going to say about, um, you know, we talked about my commercial work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I really, for a couple years, um, had finally had all the training in place. I'd been to all the top schools for comedy, improv, commercial workshops with the best teacher in town, got the best agent you could possibly get. That Mm. was a miracle. Uh, Like I had all my ducks in a row and something wasn't lining up. I wasn't booking. Let me tell you energetically, I kind of was waiting for that big like go viral moment, quote unquote, to hit. I was going to walk into a room, I was going to book a national, and then I was going to buy a house. So, Mm -hmm. like, I put so much pressure. Here comes your jet. Your helicopter's arrived, Nicole. Yeah, I scheduled a 9 p.m. pickup, so they're just... They're just It's okay. They're going to circle, and then eventually they'll land on the roof when when I tell them I'm good. Uh, yeah. See, look look what happens when look you when you're in a positive mindset. <laughs> your jet just appears. It's clean energy jet too. I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So in these audition rooms, the pressure I was putting on myself was insane. Like I would be like, okay, Nicole, if you book this, then you'll get this amount of dollars, and then you can invest this much, and you can go on this vacation that you wanted, and then we could put it down. Like, I would, like, spend the money mentally in my head, (laughs) but in, like, such a stressful way. And it was like, okay, you have to do this. This is your ticket to a better life. This is your ticket to a better life. Like, I literally would say that. That is not a great energy because, like, I would Mm -hmm. come into the room. There'd be, like, you know, this panel of producers and the client and everybody's in there. And I'm coming in, like, white knuckling it, like, pick me, I need the money. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) not saying that, but that was, like, inside. And I just think it read. And then once I started, I just really never booked anything, but I, for some reason, had tenacity. There was people that had been here a much shorter time and booked more than me that had already given up and, like, left. I had no... It was almost insanity that I continued to pursue uh, mm-hmm. this career because there I was getting no positive feedback. I never booked anything. For some reason, I kept going. I just had to. Tena- I just. I do have tenacity, grit, um, grit. <laughs> I've got that grit. Um, Girl, you got that. Grit. I got, got that, that grit, grit. grit. I feel like da, that's da, a song. Da. Yes. <laughs> um, I stuck in there, and when I started doing self love, and I started working on my business outside of acting, and like pursuing this art and this passion of mine, regardless of how much money, I didn't even really think that I could maybe make money from it at first. That was just my passion. And I really believed in what I was doing for the health of the planet and for the health of my friends. I became so fulfilled with that. And I would come into these casting rooms like, what's up? Like not even (laughs) like pretending to be the cool girl, just like, hey, let's do this though because like I've got other stuff I got to do today to get back to. Right. And I didn't have this like need or desperation. I was present and I was genuine uh, in the rooms and like the response was insane. Like my new agent was like, we don't know what you're doing, but you've got something is happening with you right now. Yeah, as soon as I didn't need it because I was fulfilled within myself, like it 
it just it just came pouring out. I yeah. think that's that's a good archetype for a lot of things in life, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's like when when we when we convince ourselves that we like really desperately need something, a person, there's love, like, anything. Oh yeah. yeah, it 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 repels that thing. Yes. Because nobody likes that feeling of neediness. It's like in an audition room or in a relationship or a business meeting. Like we've all sat in situations where we like felt like a desperate energy from someone, and it's like. You have compassion for the person, but you also don't necessarily want to do any kind of business or relation. Like you just feel it. it's a, it's a different quality of energy. But you walking yeah. in like, hey, what's up? Like you didn't need it. Yeah, I and think that serves you in many areas of life. Definitely, and I think the neediness, even to take it one step further, it's neediness is a person that's coming to take away from the situation. What can I get out of it? You know, and it's because they're in survival fear. But like, what yeah. can I get? What can I get from this person? What can I get from this interaction, this connection? What can I get from this meeting? When you're fulfilled in yourself, you show up and you bring something to the party. Yeah. You've got the vegan black bean casserole. You didn't show up empty-handed. <laughs> you know, and everyone's happy that you're there because you now have something to bring to contribute to bring to the party. And we all know, like just to break it down very simply, you probably heard this when you were a kid, you get what you give. And if you, you, you can't come in there into any part of life with an empty cup. Yeah. Like if you want to have the most fulfilling uh, romantic relationship, focus on how you can give to that partner more. Yeah. I guarantee you, like things are going to change in like three months. And that, that's just any area. And you're bringing up such a good point that applies to life and business where I think it's a Deepak Chopra book that says everywhere you go, bring something. And if you can't bring that casserole because you have no money, you bring them gratitude and joy when they open the door to you, whatever it may be. Yes. So you're bringing something with an intention or something physical. And then what I always teach because I'm doing these seminars and I'm speaking at these events, I always say, how do you get a sponsor? Because everyone wants to know how to get podcast sponsors and everything like that. You offer something of value first before you say, gimme, gimme, gimme. Right. Me, 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 me. And that is so important when you're talking about, like you said, a relationship. Before you go, he's not doing enough for me. Why didn't he buy me this gift? Why didn't he come home on time? Why didn't he pick me up? What, what are you giving? Yeah. What are you giving? Yeah. Before you go, why aren't I getting what I want? What are you giving? Give first in order to receive. The more you give to charitable organizations, the more you give to the homeless person on your sidewalk, the more you will receive abundance. There are countless you know, accounts of this. We don't have time to go into it, but there's so many books on this. Give, give, give in order to receive. In business, offer value, value, value in order to receive back. That is how we built this podcast. That is how we got sponsors. That's how we monetize. Give, 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 and then you will receive. It's like the law of attraction. Yes. It's always working whether you believe in it or not, mm -hmm. you know? True. So I want to go around real quick and, you know, 30 seconds each. Tell everyone, tell Food Heals Nation, people that already have an established business, give some advice to up-level their business or answer a question. Like, I'll start because I have a question that just came up where someone literally emailed me this question. She does a wellness business and she's doing, I think, really well, but I don't know what her numbers are or anything like this, but I see her on Instagram. She's got followers. She's doing well. She does her exercise tips. She does her eating tips, fully vegan. And she said, what is the difference between my Instagram posts and my Insta story, like, how do I know what to post on each? And so I thought about this and I thought, okay, think about Instagram, your feed as your resume. This is where you showcase your best content that you want people to see, like it was in a book, your best recipes, your best photos, all that good stuff. And then your Insta story is your interview where you went into, you, they got your resume, you went into that interview and you're like, okay, here's exactly who I am authentically. This is what I do every day. This is what I bring to the table. And so I thought that was the difference and you guys are welcome to weigh in, but that's how I would answer that question. So let Food Heals Nation know either a question you've been asked and how you would answer it or just like a nitty gritty of your business that really makes a difference in your business that you could advise other people to do. I think two things really quickly is um, the people that I know and the people that I admire and the thing I've started doing is really looking at my business in the same way that I look at investing mm. in that the more income streams you have, the more sources of income, the more reliable and steady and sustainable your brand's going to be. I know a lot of people who are like, I'm, you know, cool, I'm a YouTuber. 
But as soon as the numbers are down or YouTube's algorithm changes, their their income source goes down, right? Yeah. It's like it's it's instead of investing in one stock, diversify your investments. So the first thing is just like have as many consistent income streams as possible because that will give you so much revenue over the long term and create a sustainable business. The second thing, going back to secret sauce, I think is um carve out the uniqueness of who you are focus on that and keep trusting that the more more dimensions of yourself you reveal the more people are just going to embrace you so those are the big two chunks i can share beautiful uh one thing that i found very successful and you know maybe you guys know from the previous interview but my business is fairly new i'm a little bit over a year old so i kind of have this newbie perspective this is one thing that one of my acting coaches like pointed out about Meryl Streep and how you can apply that. Meryl Streep, as a young actress, every role that she got, whether it was a free role that she did in a student film, like when she very first started, she treated every role like it was the Oscar role, the dream role mm-hmm. of a lifetime. Beautiful. And that has been really great for me starting out. There's been things that I've done for no money, just exposure, where I've worked very hard. It does not matter if it's for an audience of five. You guys might have an attitude. You might put an event out. Five people show up. I don't care. Yeah. You act like that's a packed house and you give them all your love because that's five people that showed up Mm -hmm. to support you and your dream. And how dare you tell the universe that they're not good enough. They don't matter. Yeah. Even if it's the smallest project, you treat it like it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You give it your same energy and the universe will give you a bigger opportunity the next time and the next time and the next time. So to me, that's my biggest takeaway is just treat every opportunity, the smallest, smallest seed like it is the huge tree and give it all that nourishment, watering. I love it. My tip would be to figure out your money issues. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. We all have them and that really, really gets in the way if you're trying to generate income doing what you love. And I have a couple resources that have assisted me a lot. One is Money, a Love Story by Kate Northrup. It's a fantastic book. Kate is an expert on finances and the whole emotional angle of it. So highly, highly recommend her. You can, you know, she's a podcast. She has books, that book. She has courses. She has a blog. She's just a phenomenal, phenomenal resource. And then a newer one is Jen Sincero, I think is her last name. She wrote You Are a Badass, and now her follow-up book is You're a Badass at Making Money. Actually, she might have another one in between, but her newest one is You're a Badass at Making Money, and she covers a lot of the same things, is, is really figuring out the emotional and energetic things that are getting in your way of financial abundance. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very hard to thrive or find happiness if you don't figure out these emotional issues that are blocking you. I totally agree, Whitney, because so many times those things, they might come from something our parents said repeatedly and that just got ingrained in us. Or it could be friends, family, like it could come from so many sources. It could just become if you grew up in a way where you didn't have food on the table. And I know, Jason, you mentioned earlier J.K. Rowling, and I know Will Smith said something similar. I think it was to Oprah too, but where he said, like, I don't know if I'm going to lose it all at any minute because he grew up in poverty. And so it is about the mindset, 100%. And another thing that came to mind while you guys were talking that has really been hugely beneficial to me building, I've built multiple careers. And one of the things that I built my video production career on was working for free. So 15 years ago, I was on film sets, hustling my fucking ass off, working so hard, getting the actors and PA, other PAs coffee, working for free. And that built me, you know, a six figure business within a few years, but I had to work for free. And now right now it's 2017. I'm working for free again, where I have been invited thank goodness, but because I've worked really hard to speak at five events this year. Two of them paid nothing and I spoke for free and I paid my way. The other three pay for hotel rooms. Wonderful, but I still got to get my plane tickets and I still have to, you know, pay for my food, whatever have you. They're not paying me. But guess what? In 2018, I will have five to six speaking gigs that I can then leverage for a little bit more money and a little bit more each year when my book's done, a little bit more each year. So I know that working for free right now will pay off just like it did 15 years ago when I worked for free in the film industry. And I built a film career based on that. And guess what? Now I don't want to do that career anymore, but I'm so happy I did it 
and I'm still doing a little bit, but now I'm in a new career and I'm working for free again. And I know it's going to pay off. So a lot of people are too proud to work for free. I understand that because at one point, at some point you go, I'm too good for this. That's your ego. (laughs) Always our ego. I'm sure Nicole has acted for free. You know, like I'm sure Jason has cooked for free. I'm sure we've all done something for free. I know you work in the film industry too. And so it's like, do something for free or for low money in turn, get your foot in the door. And that can absolutely change your life. And thank you guys so much for being here. Let's tell everyone, all of Food Heals Nation, how they can delve deeper into these topics. We've covered so many amazing topics in this series. And we made you a video training course that will teach you how to up-level your health and wellness. So we've got Eternity, How to Heal Your Mind, Body, and Spirit, and Live to 100 with Jason. We've got our morning AM elixirs to fuel your day and heal you from the inside out with Nicole. And we've got Wellness 101, How to Eat Healthy, Organic, and Vegan on a Budget with Whitney. And I'll be teaching Alternative Medicine Awakening, How to Transform Your Routine for Wellness and weight loss. So you can get the entire training series at foodhealsnation.com slash wellness. And if you get it before November 1st, we've got bonuses. Whitney, what's your bonus? My bonus is my ebook, Healthy Organic Vegan on a Budget, which teaches you how to do all of those things without spending a lot of money. And uh, of course, saving money can really play a role in your overall finances. So I always think it's good to be savvy about cost-effective techniques, especially when it comes to food where a lot of people spend a lot of money. My bonus is the uh, My Healthy Hustle online course Mm -hmm. where I teach people about my six pillars of a joyful, balanced, and fulfilled life. So we're covering food, fitness, mindfulness, organization, productivity, and life vision and doing a deep dive into how to optimize those areas of your life. Uh, You also get a digital bonus bundle online Facebook group, downloadable PDFs, and a one-hour Skype coaching session with me. Which is so valuable. So thank you so much for that, Jason. And we've also got, Susie and I are going to give you Food Heals VIP Club for three months. You're going to get never-before-heard podcast episodes all about the topics that we've talked about in this series, like entrepreneurship, like spirituality, like health and wellness, and just wellness hacks to up-level your health. All of this is available at foodhealsnation.com slash wellness. Guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. You're welcome. And next week is the final episode. We're going to talk about ghost stories, (laughs) psychic experiences. Jason, can you do like some like voiceover about like a vampire or something? Why, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> On the next episode of the Food Heals podcast, mm. join us for ghoulish tales of goblins and guacamole. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Wow, that was. There's a story to this. Stay tuned. That was impressive for impressive. an improv. Yeah. I, that was completely I'm a vegan vampire. Prepare him for that. Good job, Jason. Only beet juice. See you next time, Food Heals Nation. <laughs> These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to actually start using their $39.99 a month gym membership. If you experience any of these symptoms, Snapchat your trainer immediately.